Welcome to episode number 14 of the Film Yarns podcast, presented to you by our hosts, Jack Finnecane and myself, <laughs> Charles Taylor. Uh, this week we watched Logan's Run. As a 1976 American science fiction action film. Very American, I would say. Directed by mm. Michael Anderson, starring Michael York and a bunch of other people. Farrah Fawcett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's based on the 1967 novel by William F. Nolan of the same name and George Clayton Johnson depicts a utopian future society on the surface revealed as a dystopia where the population and the consumption of resources are maintained in equilibrium by killing everyone who reaches the age of 30. The story follows the actions of Logan 5, a Sandman who has terminated others who have attempted to escape death and is now faced with termination himself. Produced by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, the film uses only the novel's two basic premises that everyone must die at a said age and that Logan and companion Jessica attempt to escape whilst while being chased by another Sandman named Francis. Uh, after aborted attempts to adapt the novel, story changes were made, including the raising the age of last day from 21 to 30 and introducing the idea of carousel for eliminating 30-year-olds. Its filming was marked by special effects challenges in depicting carousel and innovative use of holograms and wide-angle lenses. And they made a TV series in the 77. 14 episodes were produced. I do not want to watch that. <laughs> it might be better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to have a look at it just to see the production style. I feel like this is exactly I mean, the sort of film that like Tarkovsky would would have talked was talking shit about when he's talking shit about American sci-fi being like too cheesy and just like you know just kind of cash grabby and like just you know using special yeah, effects I mean, to, to carry it. Pretty... Yeah, that's true. There is a lot of like um, uh, sort of putting the 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 heavy lifting is done by the technical quality rather than any sort of like story writing. Yeah. Man, yeah, to be honest, but, um, well, did you even think... I didn't think the effects were that great, like, for 1976. Like, if you look at, you know, like, THX was 71. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I didn't think it was... It was some of it was kind of cool. I, I, one thing I did really appreciate, and I've, I've been watching the Alien films in, like, oh, yeah. from um, Prometheus, like, it, not in the chronologically released order, but in the way that they should be watched, I guess. So, in their, their chronology, um, like in the alien universe. Yeah, in the chronology of the universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was, not in the Prometheus or Alien Covenant, but in the original Alien films, I was admiring the models, like how they use models for like the spaceships and stuff like that. And I really like the models in this film as well. I, like I, I wrote a specific planet. note about that, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really the, good. Like, like you can tell it's miniature, it, but it looks cool. It reminded yeah. me of like Thunderbirds, um, that sort of style. Yeah, yeah exactly. At the start, of... when it's zooming in on the domes, and it's just yeah. like, yeah. it's like the trees and stuff. It looks hell funny, but it looks cool as well. It still, it still takes you in. Yeah, yeah. It could, I could forgive it um, on the inside of the dome when they look at the city proper. That kind of is a little bit like I can accept that, but at the end when it blows up. That was bad because like the explosion was like a little explosion, just like magnified. 
You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have any of that really like explosive quality. They, they it just like, like a little like uh, spot just strike like a match. Like, yeah, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, I really like outside of any sense of like um, believable modeling or anything. It just looked cool as well. Like I'd like to see that model in real life. Yeah, I think like anyway. I think yeah. It had like it had the um basis to be a lot better than it was. I think the production let it down primarily and just like it's like it looks like it was made in the early sixties and not the like mid to late seventies. That's what I'd say. Like the casting of um Logan I would agree. And... I think like Sorry, go on. Jessica is the woman's name, I believe. Yeah, and that's a real life name as well. But uh, okay, well, very creative. Um, I think, sure. um, to your point as well, the fact that everyone was dressed as, like, Robin Hood. Oh, no, I'm wrong, I think. But they all had tights on and, like, little <laughs> bits of, you know what I mean? Like, the clothing of all the people was it ridiculous. Was like, Hood, these, yeah. like, these random, like, lips of some sort of... Well, I like, guess they're just, trying like, to one be... one piece of material and then tights. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it was shitty in that way. Like, it was kind of a mix between, like, um, Star Trek and that kind of... Um, sci ah, uh, sorry, Star Trek and like that utopian kind of look, like where everyone's got like semi, you know, old style robes that are like spacey looking. Unisex clothing. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think once you start wearing clothes that are just like everything fits for everybody, that's when it's like the utopia. But um, there were some like unique bits, like the center of the mall where there was the hand with the gem on it spinning around. That was really cool because yeah. the gem would change color. Like, you know, when it was like red turn, it would be like red gem on it. And I really liked that. And yeah. I also liked um, some of the stores in there, like the new place or new you or whatever, and the sex, the love house or whatever. Those were all really cool. Right? Yeah. And, um, and once again, yeah. There was, like, the complex system again, of ductwork like that the... kind of underpins the city and keeps it running, like, when they escape. Yeah. And it's, like, they're walking through, like... It, it reminded me of Soylent Green a lot. Um, where there's, like, pipes and, and um, waterways oh, and yeah. shit. And, yeah. then like, they talk about all that. Yeah. 100%. Um, it almost seems formulaic, The file the I downloaded is film. What's that? Sorry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Soylent, I, I ended up watching this on, like, Google Play or whatever. Um, and the film that was recommended after this was Soylent Green. Oh, and, right. Uh, as I kept watching the film, I was like, yeah, these, these two go together for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> they go together um, in the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for me, like, they also, like, they, they have some pretty interesting points, but that's really it. Like, there's some yeah, there's well, one I mean, or two cool points in this film. Like, worth I like a watch. the idea. Of, like, I, just to get it out of the way, I think it would it's going to be below Soylent Green for me by quite a bit, Um, but it's still worth watching. I wouldn't say it's not worth watching. That's pretty garbage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you put it below Soylent Green Oh, yeah, and it's kept well? around. Like, it's certainly cherished. Fuck, I think they're at the bottom together. Like, I don't know if I put it above or below, but they are as far Soylent as I'm concerned. Was just a bit more interesting. I thought the acting was maybe a bit better, and and like, uh, I don't know. Um, it just seemed a bit produced a little bit better. Soylent Green, like it had a more concise message, whereas yeah, Logan's true. Run was kind of just like 
you know, oh, we'll chuck a random like miniature fight scene in here and like. Yeah. Well, that's what Zero I wanted suspense. to talk about is that like the first half of the film was kind of interesting, like his, um, yeah, Logan's yeah. attempts to find sanctuary and stuff. Yeah. And the second half was fucking like bizarre. Like, I always remembered it that way because I first saw like they meet a robot like, dude. I think I was fifteen like... or or fourteen when I saw it, and I, I just remembered it being like interesting and kind of semi philosophical at the start because like you know Jessica meets him and questions him like why do people what like renew like are you sure anyone even gets renewed like and it's like he's confront confronted mm. by the system that he believes in so strongly um and he like refuses you know he, he kind of laughs and he's like why would you even think that um and then the second half is basically just like them kind of like slowly like meandering through this series of like this labyrinthian sort of set of tunnels to reach the outside world kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, exactly. At the start, you know, you have sort of an interesting thing where um, people run away from, like, self-sacrifice, um, essentially. I think, like, they say somewhere that, like, you can either just die at 30 or try um, try and get another year or two from rejuvenation or renewal or whatever. Yeah. Um, they all clearly the, explode. The, the, the like... two Sandmans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but the two, the two, the two Sam and the start Logan and was it Francis? Is yeah. The one? Yeah. Um, they're having a lot of fun, like trying to kill this, uh, runner. Oh yeah. So like, much fun. It looks like the highlight. This is a real sadistic day. side yeah. to the like law enforcement. Cause they like chase him around and they fight and he's standing on a wall and they're firing at him heaps and it's just like cutting an outline around him and yeah, he's like yeah, freaking yeah. out and he decides to jump. Yeah. And right. um, uh, that and was interesting, she, I thought, because I was just like, oh. You know how he's like, I've never killed anyone. I, I, I terminate them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because uh, it, he's like, why would you use that word, kill? Like, what's that? Like, I don't kill anybody. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's interesting as well that when they're at the carousel, everyone's like, it's like a sports show. Like they're watching all these people get exploded by this giant like diamond in the sky, and they're always like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" Like, yeah. So I guess, yeah, like, it does try. I, to, I mean, uh, I wrote it down somewhere. It does try to convey that message of like, um, it does a thing. Blind, blind following the system kind of thing, and just like, you know, the people that they only know what they've been born into. So like, questioning it is is quite a cognitively challenging act to, to question the whole 30 thing and you know um so i guess it is posing that message like that sort of systemic things like that can <clears throat> be um dangerous or or should be questioned just things that are universally oh, yeah. accepted I mean, as also... like as right yeah and yeah most definitely it just doesn't pose it very well yeah exactly like uh, i think we've talked about this before yeah, no, it doesn't. But I think we've talked about this before. Like, uh, if someone tells you something's natural, that's the first sign. You should probably like wonder why. Yeah, yeah. Know? So if they're just like a tree or some shit, if someone yeah. says like, oh, you know, like... anything ethical, um, yeah, like they justify yeah. ethics by saying like, like yeah, natural um, ethics, ideological or political. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's interesting, though, that at the start of the film, it's like, oh, this is sort of created, this dome, this biodome is created, like, of survivors from, like, war, overpopulation, and pollution. 
And it's an ecologically balanced dome where mankind just lives for pleasure. Like it's just this pure. Do they, uh, does it say that in text? Yeah, you know, through overdetermination. Does it yeah. say that in text from war yeah. and pollution and yeah? Because later in the film, someone says pre-catastrophe. Yeah, the start. Of... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think that's another thing where it kind of like the film just took over from wherever they were trying to do. I, I, I would, I would swear that these two films are two different films put together somewhere. What do you mean? Because like they do nothing with a whole bunch of interesting stuff, right? But, like, what do I mean, like this and Silent. the first half is like sort of an interesting like escape film. And, oh, you uh, mean no, just the film in general? Like, yeah, I think okay. It's, it's like two films that were just, just like, tacked on, like an adventure film like, so, and, like, a, and a dystopian they, they sci-fi a tacked together. together. Yeah, yeah, and then sort of like I don't know, a weird sort of story. It becomes almost like when they come out of the cave, right? So when um, Francis, uh, not Francis, uh, Logan and Jessica come out of the cave after they kill that robot named Box, which is a ridiculous name. <laughs> um, they just fuck up his entire house. You know, he's a murderous robot, of course, but like, they just fuck his whole house up. Uh, he's precious birds. But um, they come out of the cave, and it's very like, um, you know, Cro-Magnon Man leaving the cave for the first time. Yeah. And it also has a little, like, uh, Adam and Eve to it as well, because they sort of stumble across this grave, and it's like, beloved husband, beloved wife, what does this mean? <laughs> and then that old guy, this fucking bizarre, like, crazy old dude is just like, oh, you know, beloved means that you want to be with someone and have a child and stuff. Like, it's just a really fucking, like, stupid They kind of just, yeah, it's of, like, like they wrote one scene, and then they were like, okay, now we need another scene. We'll write this scene, and then they're like, yeah, <laughs> the story wasn't they thought just out. Like playing like... hot potato with the writers. <laughs> well, and also, well, like, I think go, like, you one got of the two most minutes. Is... And yeah, exactly. And like, um, one of the most bizarre parts is when they first meet the old guy in what must have been like a parliamentary house, um, or a university, one of those two things. Oh, because there's a uh, statue. Yeah, there's tons yeah. Yeah, and there's tons of, like, books and desks everywhere. It looks like a lectern, so it might be, like, a a university. And they're trying to, like, be subversive with that, but it came off very, like, dead. Um, Very. The guy sort of goes off in this really weird bend bend about... um, uh, Have you ever read that poem, like, T.S. Eliot's poem, like, A Cat Has Three Names? No. He's just like, oh, cats have three names. Didn't you know that? They have this... Yeah, that's that's where Cats, the musical, came from as well, that that T.S. Eliot... Right. story but like it has nothing to do with anything right? <laughs> he was just like oh here's this random well, i guess theothelia is a big like american name and i think that there was a bit of an american like self-masturbatory move right because you go see like the lincoln memorial and stuff like that it's like wow they really stood the test of time yeah but mm. um yeah no that once they got there that was absolutely bizarre Right. The box robot and, was a bit even of a when nail they were outside, in the coffin. Like, it was quite nice. Like initially, when they get... yeah, like he. Just, what, do you, like, what do you think about the box robot? I just mean like he was, he was so like satirically done that it just kind of was like, oh, mm. okay, yeah, this film. I don't know. I, I'm shitting all over it. Like it was, it's fine. Like it's you know, it's worth watching. Uh, but uh, it is no, fun to just pick out man, like right. the worst parts and say like it could have been good if not for and the robot man like he's like i am more than man or machine combined and he just like, has a stupid ass <laughs> voice like there's no need like he could have just presented I you really know, like, like... think about the depiction of like 
Hal in um, 2001, how well done that oh, yeah. is compared to... And then, like, this oh, yeah. is, like, the polar opposite where it's, like, this cardboard kind of box-looking thing with, like, a stupid voice and, like, it, a like, stupid a sense of self. Like, costume as well. <laughs> I've seen people, like, use that costume yeah. at events and parties to, like, ironically depict a robot, you know, where they have, like, those, like, alfoil coiled arms and, like, a cardboard mm. box painted silver on their chest, like... And that's that's what it reminded me of, and it, like the kind of, but it, that's like a fifties sci-fi thing. Like you see that shit even before, like uh, that's like a forties thing, mm. like to depict a robot that way. I mean, think about mm, yeah, Star yeah, Wars exactly. came out a year after, and you've got like you know C three PO and R two D two, like more legit, like not awesome, not yeah. the most awesome robots, but still like you know, good characters and they're like, they oh, look, certainly like look like robots. robots. Like yeah. very convincing robots. <laughs> yeah. It's only a year later, you know. Well, I think also there was a bit of a missed... Yeah, 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 exactly. I think there was a bit of a missed opportunity there as well because the the robot box or whatever is talking about like, oh, you know, we get all our food from the fish and the, the algae and the proteins and all that sort of stuff. And um, but then they stumble us all these frozen people and they're like, why, why, why are these people here? And it's like, well, there was no more fish or protein or whatever, so I'm just storing them for food as well for when people arrive. That could have been interesting. Like, yeah, they didn't why take was there a robot that was like doing this sort of stuff? It wasn't made clear whether they were yeah, like runners right. or obviously, people from uh, Carousel or or what. Yeah, yeah. I th- it was I... just it was just this random thing where frozen people. Well. I... So they're the food, basically. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like soil and green because, like, they, it's yeah. exactly that. Like, where they, like, are oh, the people? You know, they make all the food from plankton, and then it's actually made from humans. Um, and it, and it's like it's like they try to like, was, they try to was, like was... um shoehorn like ten things in that part because it's it's like it's also alluding to the, the whole like yeah. bureaucracy, like the robotic bureaucracy is like, oh, I just do what I'm told. Um, I just, you know, package up the food yeah, and freeze exactly. it. And like, so, and, you know, it's it's this old dated system. You know, they, they created the whole system after the catastrophe and then a few millennia might have passed and n- like no one even remembers what like the world used to be like. And so the system continues on its, in its robotic yeah, exactly. own kind of thing. So no one like, you know, there's no one to bother objecting to like, oh, we're using humans as food now. Well, I thought I didn't know whether or not the people were being used as food, or whether or not it was just like like a byproduct of that sort of like uh, bureaucracy, sort of uh, programming gone mad, or like programming going really well that it does it only does exactly what it's told, and like without any more food being provided, it just found this other living thing that could be eaten, I guess, like a person, and just starts freezing that as well. It's like oh, everything can be used for something else. It's like it never does anything because it, it looked like. It looked like something you'd see in a natural history museum, like the area that it was in. Like it has had like the fur that like cave people would wear. Yeah. And like all these ridiculous like birds and penguins and stuff everywhere. Just so heavy handed. I couldn't tell if that's what it was. Like like, it was a million that had just been inhabited by. They could have played with all these like heavier points a lot more just to get them across. Yeah, 100%. Initially, tell me what you think about this idea. When. Logan first gets um, given the mission to become a runner and do all this stuff. I thought that the machine 
that's how all the runners happened. Like, they were all given this mission by the machine, whatever the machine's name was, to be runners so that they could be like a support for their like ideological relationship to the carousel and stuff. Like, like, oh, we have to have runners because if there's no runners, there's no belief in an outside. If there's no belief in an outside, then we can't keep doing this thing. Like, there always has to be one person to sort of show that it's not completely like cult-like. There always has to be some form of dissent, even if it's like theatrical. Mm, I hadn't thought about that. Obviously not the case, but I thought that would have. I thought that would have been. I thought that was which way it was going to go, because um, I went in kind of like I've seen this before, but like years and years ago. Yeah, I just, yeah I thought the propaganda. And then I remembered. I remember more... when they got outside. Sorry, uh, the sorry man, I didn't mean to interrupt. The delay makes it a bit weird. No, no, no. Go for it. I just I thought the I was prop- kind of done anyways. <laughs> I thought the propaganda was more like. Um. Uh, you have to renew at thirty because that's how we, you know, that's how we maintain the utopia. Like, and so it's kind of like accepted by the people. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, when your time's up, your time's up. But like, you know, the alternative is like, <laughs> oh, like real society. Like, and um, I thought they were kind of having like I think something the film kind of did best was like having a subtle dig at like utopianism in general. Um, so for example, like mm. when they're exploring, when they're on the way to getting out and they're going through the tunnel system and stuff and he's like, oh, this is where they must have um, bred fish to eat here. And like, cause it looks like a breeding pond and um, he goes, they say people used to breed animals or anything to eat. And then um, Jessica's like, must have been a savage world kind of like poking at the irony of mm. like uh um compared to our world where we just kill people at 30 uh, is kind of like a dig at yeah you know utopianism or like vegan utopianism who like point out all oh, the yeah. you know that they, they want this false like you know and people object to that like communist utopia sort oh, of thing totally like, because it'll actually be like 1984 sort of that tension Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I thought that was an interesting point as well because I thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, that is pretty nice. Like, it is pretty good that there's, like, this vegan world, but it fucking sucks as well. Like, um, yeah, so I also saying, thought like, yeah, you like, could have a fucking, utopia like, if you want, but it will actually secretly be hell. You just won't, you won't know It'll why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was, like, almost like a Nazi thing at the start because everyone's white. Pretty well, I, like well, I think that was just natural because of point. who made the movie and when, like, where it was made. I think it was just they, like, <laughs> Time, I the, guess. that studio yeah. was just like, yeah, whites only. <laughs> I mean, there certainly was a few people of color in the background, but like, were there? I didn't have a good look, point. but I just I, I thought of it like halfway through or towards the end. I was just like, only towards there? the end did I realize it wasn't like THX, like, where um, there's like a token yeah. black guy. It was kind of like the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I just towards the uh, at the very end when they all sort of emerge out, I saw like one black dude in the back and he had like a big afro. And I was like, oh, is this what is, <laughs> what's going on here? But um, <laughs> um but uh, yeah, well, I mean, he looked cool compared to everyone else. who was like a very pale, sickly kind of person. But um, yeah, I, yeah, that that was interesting, and it was a very throwaway comment. Like, oh yeah, at one point in time. Um, you know, people were farmed. It's uh, it, 
I don't know what I, I'd like to see a vegan future, of course. <laughs> but um, at the cost of like dying at thirty, no, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I think that's I think. But I guess like the, that's a writer's like that's I feel like that expresses a kind of that like that um uh like that aversion of the writer to people who that you know people that push for like um yeah like a vegan future and other you know push for like improvement in the world um it's like the writer kind of posing attention towards that being like no like that'll just result in in dystopian communism just like don't try to improve anything because um this is you know this is where you end up Just that sort mm. of typical thing, like that you you know you see, yeah, no, like I, I, what I, I, the conservatives I, argue for today, like the same sort of thing, like like you know it, you know because it's an overregulated society in Logan's Run, um, and you know so they they try to push that narrative that mm. um, yeah if you you know yeah we could have veganism, but actually you'll just be eating humans, like you, you know because you got to get protein somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure, but um, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't think about it the entire movie. What, who? It was never explained why there was people who were like, "I don't want to die." Like, how did anyone find out that they were going to die in the renewal? Like, how did they know that like running or I don't know? Like, they didn't really explain any of that. They're just like, "Oh, there's people who well because they don't have, want to go on the carousel." They have <laughs> the distant quadrant, like they're in like quadrant six or something, like where it's kind of like the slums, but it's still it's still inside the domes, but it's just the slummy area. Yeah. And those people are aware of sanctuary and like um, the protectors of sanctuary or whatever. Um, so I guess the word gets, makes its way to the like more, the city kind of, you know, the upper class part of the city. The bourgeoisie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting as well. Like, I don't know, like, because it it sort of intimates there's a sense of um, immortality to a certain degree. Like, oh, you can get renewed. Like, there's a total chance. Like, obviously, the first thing that sort of breaks Logan's brain is the fact that there's no such thing as renewal. Like, the computer's telling him, like, oh, this is how many runners there have been. He's like, no, 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 none of them got renewed. Like, no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, he just he couldn't deal with that. There were so many things that he just like saw like. It was very infuriating, so I understand why he felt that way. That the like the the computer, like the intelligence, was just like this is the answer. Like, I didn't say yeah. Like, it wasn't like yes, there is no such thing as renewal. It was just like one thousand and something people have run, but like it did, it wouldn't say no. It was just like this is the answer. Yeah, come it, up with what you think. Like I did think the computer scene was kind of yeah. cool because it it keeps you guessing. You're not sure if it's um. If it's like someone hijacking it to kind of to person, hey. like help him get out, yeah, and you're not sure, and then you're not sure which side mm-hmm. he's on for a lot of it because he accepts the mission and really laid into it. You know, he's like, um, he alerts the team back at the base, like, um, he's like, this is yeah, L- yeah. Logan. I can't remember when he does that, but he he kind of lets them know um, what's going on. Uh, quite late you know like you think he's fully on jessica's side and then he sort of like stabs her in the back like really late in the movie but then I, you never really see the moment when he yeah when he crosses back mentally to being like actually devoted to like 
being the savior kind of guy yeah, and I then like, they just give that too. stupid monologue at the carousel they're like you know like you don't have to die yeah <laughs> that was bizarre i was like listen to him he's telling the truth and everyone's just like yeah whatever bro <laughs> um because <laughs> i guess like i don't know that, it, that was so bizarre hey and then like I, I don't i also don't understand at the end, when he goes back to interrogation, it's like, oh, we're, the machine, the robot, the robot intelligence is like, we're gonna, we're gonna use your surrogates instead. It's just these weird, like, holographic heads that are just like, there is no uh, sanctuary. <laughs> Everything's in ruins. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it sounded cool, but I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I did like. I mean, yeah, they did. They used like. They convey that kind of, you know, that, like, self-organized, like, computerized city thing well with, like, speakers and stuff that, where it's like, be strong and you'll be renewed and the whole, like, the big brother type mm. voice and she's like, the question has been answered. Like, they do all that pretty well. Um, mm. And then the other thing was in the intro, all those synth sounds, like all the trippy, like it's like a, um, I think he's got a Moog modular synthesizer or something like that. That's what it sounds like for the intro. And then the, the first chase scene when Logan and Francis chase the runner, I thought all that was awesome. But then like for the second half of the movie, it's like more orchestral and like trying to be a kind of big budget, like cinematic film, which is just, it's not at all. So they kind of mm. like a band. It's like they swap director or I don't know. They're just kind of like, rather than being like quirky and, and like having a strong message, it just went, it will be like, oh, no, nah, now we'll make it like a cinematic fantasy. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Just just in general. Like, <laughs> there was many bad things. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think just... So, right, so uh, I guess like the only way to sort of talk about this is by like setting it out in its like movements. So like when they meet all the people that are going to go to Sanctuary, what the fuck was that? Like why were they all just hanging out in this random like ante room between Sanctuary and like which people? Which yeah, which scene do you mean? The the one where he like alerts the um the Sandman to where he is. And he goes in through that little door with Jessica, and there's all those people with spears or whatever they are. Oh, I thought they were just, um, they were still in the city. I thought they were just the kind of, like, slummers. No, I thought that they were going to the, because... I'm looking at that woman now. that was in the, the, the woman that was in the new U facility, like the new face place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think, new face place is a much better name than the new U store. Um, <laughs> but um, she, she uh, her, and um, the man who performs the surgeries are both in on it. They yes. like help runners change yeah. their face. So I have no idea. Like, okay, like yeah, halfway right. they were just kind of, like they, and the ark. Like, why was that the the symbol? Like, what did that have to do with anything? What does Egyptian like? What does Egyptian signs have to do with anything? I don't know. Like. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in here that maybe that's just, like, just ah. the only prop that they had in the studio to use as the, the key I don't know <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if that was the case <laughs> she have she has it on her neck right at the start when um he 
Oh, yeah, so that's yeah, a funny yeah. thing, like the circuit, like the prostitution circuit. Like I was, I was lonely, yeah, yeah, so I yeah. joined yeah. on Talk the circuit. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that's just another dig at like utopianism. Like people will think that that sort of thing is just, it's just, it, you know, like women's rights will be somewhat eroded, but they will think that that's just the norm, maybe. Like if you're like, or may, or maybe it is. Well, no, maybe it is a utopian thing. Like you just like it, you like men can do it too. Like you just put yourself on the circuit and just like you know it's kind of like Tinder, but like physically because well, you can teleport and so you just like rock up and like because he's cycling through. He's like no, and like he gets yeah. a guy I think, and then he's like nah. Like so maybe anyone can just go on it. Yeah, no, like, no, that. But no there still that. is Miss the vibe where he's he's kind of the boss immediately, even though they're equals. Like, cause like, but he's a oh, Sandman, yeah. so he's kind of like, all right, let's bang, and it's like. But maybe that's just because if you're on the circuit, that's what you're there to do. So it's not him. It's like com- being completely like presumptuous. It actually just that's the, the norm. That's the way it is. I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think you're you've certainly like picked up on the truth there with like the whole he's just like, alright, where are we fucking? Let's go! Like, why are you even here? Like, <laughs> if you're on the circuit. We're just supposed to bang. But not, but, but not because of, he's a sand. I think a not lot because of he's this the boss. Sort of era of science fiction. You know, like just be, it's um, because it's it's the, yeah. It it's seems the that way. That it's because he's the boss. But it also, uh, you know, you can look at it both ways. I think that like it would be the norm that there is the circuit it isn't the norm that he was like, don't you know who I am? Why the fuck are you here? Like, you know, it doesn't really give us space to move. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of science fiction around this time sort of struggles with, with trying to fix a lot of the problems around like sex in general, or. Like, anything like that like a lot of stuff is like oh you know if we just make uh like a freudian type uh, essentially thing. like i don't know clubs sex clubs like thing. uh yeah like a sexual revolution sort of uh hippie sort of thing where it's just like oh where if uh, sex is so accessible and every there's no hang-ups around sex and we can all just have sex whenever we want yeah the problems around sex would go away which obviously isn't the answer but yeah. like they still do that in a lot of science fiction today like if they just like biologize it to a certain degree like um Make it like animal stuff, right? Like where, um, uh, like seasons. Like uh, you go here, it becomes normalized, and then it doesn't. It takes away from like jealousy or aggression or just des- like any desire. Yeah. Which obviously isn't the case because they still want to be on like husband and wife in the end. But um, yeah, I think that's sort of the case there. And yeah, I wouldn't say that's utopian, <laughs> but you know that's me. That's I don't really know about utopia in general. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Who knows? That I guess that's kind of the thing, like mm. kind of the message of the film, like to Certainly to warn against idealizing things like that, perhaps because they just as quickly land you in dystopia. Like it's it's kind of similar to the like the left versus right argument today, and like you know increased government control. Um, you know, there's reasons for it. There's reasons against it, and concentration of power is obviously almost always bad um and you know oh, yeah, all these yeah. dystopian films that have um, like a concentrated power center or like everything is preordained like everything's orchestrated so it's not even it's not even power because it's just it's it's already existent it's you know it's all evade all um pervasive so it's just the way it is kind of thing maybe it was once power but then it's once it's set up it just kind of plays a role 
Oh, it becomes like malignant. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, what do you think about this? Something I kind of noticed in the film. Um, at the start, when it's just Logan and Jessica, uh, they sort of lament the fact that they don't have a mother or never met their mothers. And then when they're on the outside and they meet the old guy, whose name I can't remember, he always remembers his mum, but he always has trouble remembering, like, what? He's like, am I, uh, for, for, like, it takes him ages to say father. And it's very interesting that, like, you know, like on the <laughs> like, on the inside, like essentially they're um, still in the womb, right? When they go, when I mean, they're still in the dome, yeah. And when they come out, it's all very brutal, and no one's saving them. And it's like <laughs> she's like, um, I hate outside. You know, even death is quite because the, the lizard like crawls crawls yeah. on her legs. Yeah, like, she I does. Hate yeah, yeah, man, that, <laughs> that I really felt for her at that point. Hey, I was like, I've definitely been on like camping trips and shit where like bugs have like crawled up my leg and I was like, fuck this shit, I want to be back in the concrete world. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting because I thought like, um, you know, like maybe like they have like sort of the paternal problems of like trying to extend yourself super far, like uh, always. And obviously, like that, that the image of um, Abraham Lincoln, the Lincoln Monument, um, sitting there is still sort of like a patriarchal figure um, versus like the matriarchal figure of like the mother of uh, which was like the artificial intelligence that ran everything. Like you kind of have to believe in the mother, whereas like the father is just like, yeah, I'm still here. You still know that I'm like, like it yeah, kind of lets point. you free, but in like a dangerous way because obviously. Yeah, the yeah. city's sort of like the city's still there, but like in absolute ruins. I hadn't that thought about it that bizarre way. Bizarre as well. Like. I hadn't thought about it in that context, like the mother father thing. But it's definitely that's definitely a good point because it's like it's a female voice um, for the like computer thing and 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 the womb like nature, and they kind of have to similar to yeah. I don't know if I've spoken to you about it, but, but like happened. it's like an archetypal thing where you have to kind of like kill your mother, like to like escape motherhood um like in um brain dead how he, he has the zombie mother who like rules over his life oh, and, yeah. like, runs the house so it's like you know yeah you mm. have to escape the womb um and face the real world kind of thing and, and and then you you know you've you've lived once you've like you've gone out and faced the world so they go out and face the, the real real world kind of thing yeah yeah exactly Only once they go out there, do they realize, like, they have to change the other thing? Like, that was, I guess, like, the outside is also quite gruesome. Like, um, not only are all, like, this, everything, all the monuments and all civilization just, like, covered in vines. Um, when he kills his friend, it's not like when they kill people in the dome. Like, it's just, like, a sort of, like, a zap or, like, a fiery thing, and they're yeah. done. Like, he beats the shit out of him. Like, yeah, like a Mortal Kombat right there. That's a death struggle. <laughs> and um, then they also they, the other thing, I, uh, like, like pointless. But I just wanted to point out, like when they see the sun, that's very like that's. I don't know who invented that. Maybe THX because it's the same in Star Wars. Like THX, you know, he sees the sun yeah. and it's this super grand scene. And then there's that famous scene where Skywalker sees the sun, or he's like looking at the sun at the end of. I can't remember which Star Wars film, but it's like mm. it's always Is that it scene Hope? where they just marvel at the sun. I think it's a New Hope, yeah. Um, it reminded me of THX heaps, um, where they get out and like it seemed like it, it drew a lot of um, 
inspiration from that because it's it's just like that you know they're underground series of tunnels and then they get out and then it's like oh yeah this and and matrix is sort of the same like it's like the world within the world yeah 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 well i mean like <clears throat> the tunnels refers in like so in my analysis anyways refers to that sort of womb like nature as well right like it's all like the tunnels within the womb yeah they're sort of getting out um of that just to find out that it's a pretty rough world out there yeah mm. but there's nothing there's nothing for you i guess like it gives them the ability to be free enough to realize that like they can sort of change things or affect some difference but as well as that um they realize just how brutal it is out there like it would be nice to sort of have an in-between yeah it did make me think more i don't know this is sort of on the same tack but it made me think more about labyrinthian films like like because i kind of googled it and it's like there there are a lot of films um especially sci-fi i guess that involve some sort of network of tunnels underground and i think that sort of interests me a lot mm. i didn't realize that when i was like um you know there's obviously like obviously matrix and like metropolis um which we could watch at some point the the old old metropolis and then like you know like maze runner yeah, yeah i'm with that um obviously thx yeah. which you already mentioned um you see a bit of it i mean uh brazil is like that um idiocracy a little bit stalker a little bit um that kind of just ha- mm. like the a lot of films use that plot device like whether they not always depicted as a womb like thing where they get out but a lot of the time it is like they're in some place that isn't earth or maybe is on earth but it's just like they go from place to place within a series of tunnels and it's all contained on cube as well i don't really know what i'm getting at with that i think it's just a, it's just yeah, an interesting plot device i think i think because you assume that there's just like <clears throat> there's just like uh an inside and an outside but then, like, oftentimes, you know, it's not an inside and an outside. It's an inside and then a little bit of an outer level and then another outer level to that and another outer level. And sometimes it's so a it's fake no, like, outer possible... level where it's, like, it might be bright and sunny, but then you see, like, a ceiling. Yeah, exactly, like a Truman Show or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and there's, you get that sense that, like, really there is no proper way to come to terms with any sense of material reality. Like, there's always going to be... <clears throat> levels of mediation to it. Mm. Um, it's almost like a fruitless attempt. Like you're always going to have to be caught within some form of mediation within these levels. Um, but like within that sense is the ability to just keep thinking that you can keep peeling, peeling things back, but which then, is good, I guess. Like you always want to keep doing that. How does that translate to real life? Like in that I think most people naturally depict like ourselves on like most people imagine a planet and then infinite space sort of thing, which is sort of the opposite mm. of that. It, like we don't really conceptualize a ceiling. Uh, maybe some people conceptualize like an edge of the universe, but yeah, some yeah, for I me, guess, I um, imagine like in- just infinite space, like literally infinite, or or it loops back. I'm around, not sure whether or not, but it's it not it's even... not walled yeah, exactly. in a traditional sense. 
yeah, I'm not sure whether or not there could ever be um, the sense that you could ever touch the end of the world, or the end of the universe, or whatever. You know, like I think that it's like, and uh, it's expanding as well. So even if you did get the end, it would be the end for now. But um, I think more in the sense that like um, there's like political and ideological and I don't know, maybe like religious or faith-based things that like force you to keep recognizing the difference in things. Like you always um, come against other um, I don't know, ways of living, ways of being, ways of thinking, the other in general, and these are the sorts of levels of mediation. Right? It's the same with like situations that you have to be in. You know, you're not going to be the same at work as you are at a party as you are at you know, your, like, um, partner's parents' house. Or, you know what I mean? There's always differences. So there's always these kind of levels of mediation. It kind of... And it happens. It could be like... A... It kind of links to, yeah. like, the COVID situation a little bit uniquely in, in like, mm. how our sort of perception of reality changes, whether we are, you know, contained or not, like, whether we are oh, yeah, inside or outside you know there's there's physically there's you know there's still air inside like and you know there's still air flowing in and out of the room that i'm in but there there is yeah. a there, like i think there's there's a big physiological difference like you know you, they say go outside and like it does make a big you know you go outside you go for a run and you get some fresh air like it does make a big difference oh, yeah. to your physiology oh, um huge difference. even though you could argue on paper it's not that different. Like you still can see the mm. outside and and it's not like a sealed, you know, in being inside a house, it's not sealed like that. It, there's not a huge um, physical transition between being in and out. A lot of the time yeah. the temperature is almost the same in and out, especially in Australia or summer here, you know, it's, but there is a difference, even though it would seem that if, you know, on a materialist perspective, it's not that different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, mentally or psychically or whatever, um, there'd be a huge difference in relation to how you feel about things because it wouldn't just be to do with like, the mere fact of inside and outside, but like the way that you relate to these spaces. Um, yeah, I guess just wrapping up like the um, the whole inside-outside thing, I don't know, it just kind of it, it sparked my mind a bit because I was thinking about, um, I mean... It, it's been something that's been on my mind just naturally the last few weeks because like, I've been, you know, I haven't had that many reasons to go out, um, you know, go to the shops mm. to get food, walk the dogs. But other than that, um, but I have, and, and you kind of feel the importance of it more when, when you don't, when you haven't been doing it as much, it sort of builds up and it's like, man, I really like my, your brain just kind of, it slows down and it just feels a bit dull. And then, and then you go out and it, it's like, that extra novel stimulus refreshes it a lot. So you can have a lot more, I don't know, you can think a lot more clearly afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, another thing on that point as well would be like, look how politically active everyone's become now that work isn't a thing. Like, <laughs> it makes you think that, uh, you know, um, the intensification of work and even like the sort of privatization of stress and anxiety is like a way for governments now to keep people from feeling politically active or engaged. Right, right. Uh, you know, because, like, taking, taking away work from people's lives and, uh, you know, what do they have now? Like you said, like, you know, I got to walk the dogs, I got to go down to the store to get food. All you can do now is just be like, well, 
what else is going on? Like, how can I, how can I spend my time actively now? You know, I get. <laughs> yeah, it, it it certainly shows that there is a reason why like the intensification of work and the precarity of work has become such a thing. Like, like tons and tons of jobs for people just getting into the workforce, the casual, or they want like three years of experience straight off the bat. And I'm like, where, did, where the fuck do you get any of that? So it's pretty kind of barred in a sense. Like you need to do internships. So you're like, a, you know, you're, you're working for free for who knows, maybe you get a job, maybe you don't, maybe you get like a nice word from yeah. somebody. Yeah. Or like yeah. You're, you're kind of insured your work up until Friday. And then on the weekend, you'll be called again by your boss or whatever and be like, yeah, yeah, you can come back on. Like. <laughs> So, like, people are a little bit more concerned with that sort of stuff, I think. Like, yeah. And also, on the on the work thing as well, the sort of, like, work family that I know we've talked about before, the, like, cutting you off from the outside world and, like, oh, no, we are friends, we're your family, we do parties together and go out and all that sort of stuff. Like, that, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling isolated from that now as well because, you know, as you make your life more about your work, especially if they have parties and stuff that you're invited to, when that's cut off, yeah. You have no real reason to see those people because you weren't really friends, were you? Well, you specifically you have that <laughs> aversion, I guess. Like, I, I get what you mean, but I think, like, maybe <laughs> you, like, I value, like, I think work friends can be real friends um, depending on the environment. I don't like, think they can't. Like, I, I, I understand I the objection, want... like, but, you know, and it there, there is that kind of, there is a negative connotation in that, like, oh, you're only friends with them because you were, like, had to inhabit the same space, like, every day of the week for, like, most of your life. But, um, I, like, alternatively, like, I, could, I still support the argument that, yeah, like, most work isn't required and, you know, the whole system of, of work is is unfair and, you know, exploitation occurs and, and surplus value and all that stuff but um if 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 it was more set up so it's like you know we just go here to hang out and we do a little bit of work and and like you know for the benefit of the the com, com uh the mutual society sort of thing if it wasn't so much like we go here because we have to go here um to survive like then it might be seen in a uh, more positive light um, but I do get, yeah, I do get what you're saying. Oh, I, I, I certainly don't think that there's no such thing as work friends becoming real friends. I think that's totally um, possible and true, and I have a few of those around the place, you know. But like, I think the difference between making friends at work and being forced to be friends at work, like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, oh, well, why yeah, did you come to the party the other yeah. week? Well, I don't, I've been on both you. sides, <laughs> yeah, and it, it just... In that case, it kind of just makes work terrible because it's like, mm, no, nah, I'm not going to be friends with this person. And then, and especially if they're higher up than you at work, then it's just like, well, well like, I've got to get a new job, basically. Playground bullshit. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, and that yeah sucks. exactly. Like, they, they lean on you hard. Like, it's bullshit. Yeah, now, yeah like. exactly. It's like, you're my friend right, when no, I want there's... you to be my friend because that oh. helps me make more money. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the other problem I think with that is um, you might have a little bit of an issue talking about working conditions. If everyone's a friend, then you can't be like, so how come we have to work overtime but we only get paid an hour extra <laughs> or something? You know, like how come there's all these, 
but you can't, you know, because it's like, oh, no, they're my friend. Why would they not look, take care of me or whatever? They always say that, like, we have fun. I think uh, that's just the, the moral. With that, that, I that, mean, like, you don't get that's just the modern, like, that's just a modern managerial trick to kind of, like, bend the, um, bend well, the, uh, the line between friends and, and colleagues, like, where it's just a managerial trick where you're just like, oh, no, we're a family and, like, everyone works here and works really hard because like you know the family and and you know that like i hate that i see that like you know there's a whatsapp group and then it basically puts everyone on call 24 7 for some shitty casual job like at a restaurant or something where like mm. you're expected to respond in the whatsapp group and like everyone you know like hustle like and it's they like i've seen it directly and like it must yeah. be in like training modules and stuff for managers in a lot of companies where it's like yeah like really like act as if you're their friend because um then they'll they'll work harder and it's and i think managers specifically have that ability to kind of like cut off the side of their brain that says you know um that kind of like points <laughs> out the, the moral contradiction <laughs> of like kind of pretending to be someone's friend for the benefit of work just so like they can you know continue their role as a manager um even though that you know they know that yeah, what they're doing no isn't being their friend it's just it's just like making money efficiently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, be friends with your boss. Be friends with the people you work with. Yeah, sure. But don't think, I'm not like, don't message me or anything. Like, I'm fine with you. You're fine with me. We get along just fine. We'll get the work done. Don't, don't, don't think you're anything more than that. Like, well, <laughs> It's it's sort of impossible like, uh, by definition uh, to be someone's boss maybe, and their maybe friend. Of work? Like if I was your boss, how could we be friends? Like if you were my employee mm. of this podcast, like how would it work? It, I don't think it would work really. Like <laughs> it might work if if it was like yeah, a very I, good relationship where it's just like I paid you the same as what I got paid on paper. You were my employee, but like it was mm. you know the money was fifty fifty in mm. that case. But then that would that's not a that's. In what, well, I guess in what business scenario fine, does the boss fine. get paid the but, same as the employee? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, well, it would be different. If, if you got paid more, I assumed more risk or something like that, that would be fine. So, uh, they'd have to be, like, equal measure. Like, I would, if, you know, like, if you were my boss and you were like, oh, actually, you need, like, you know, to have, like, a really thought out, really uh, considered response to this film, like, every week. Yeah, sure. That or would maybe, be harder, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, I'd get, yeah, everyone yeah. get paid for the the appropriate, like proportionally to the work amount, which is all that like Marxism yeah. argues for. Yeah, exactly. So, or like you know that um, value has to be reinstated in like the 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 um, product, the you know what I mean. Like the money form doesn't really like make sense of. Um, products anymore but anyways that's a different thing <laughs> how did we get here? um we got here from the womb how I did think. we get here we got here the inside outside thing. yeah and yeah we got here from like and friends yeah, like exactly. with your family the problem with the inside outside yeah well the inside outside work you know is just that right, as well it's an inside outside sort of thing that's true so um you know, do, do you behave the same inside as you do outside? You know, same as being in a classroom or being at any job. Like, it's, uh, you know, deportment is a thing. Like, you do have, like, codes of conduct or whatever. 
you put on unless, your... unless you really hate that kind of shit in which case you know like yeah you put on your work clothes oh, you know, and you become an architect, you'd work guy up. kind of thing yeah yeah well i mean like if you worked uh, like a white college job it would be totally differently a uh, different expectation as like a blue college job right like a factory worker and like a architect very different ways of uh, communicating yeah it's true well uh, you could think yeah. about logan and francis are at work when they're chasing the runner but they're kind of having a pretty yeah. good time <laughs> oh they loved it that's why um Oops, sorry, there's <laughs> something in the ceiling. That's why I think Francis felt so betrayed when he was left behind. He was like, what the fuck, man? Like, we were supposed to be, like, you know, you know better. Like, because he kind of hates Jessica, hates Logan. He's always giving Logan a pass, but he's always, like, trying to kill Jessica. <laughs> She's like, a real runner. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Well, yeah, because he just, he kind of considers Logan. Like, Francis thinks of Logan, I think, as this, like, this brother that they can all have, they can always have fun with, and like they rely on each other. And then when he sort of breaks the rules, um, which Francis does as well, but in like a different sense. Like he does it to make sure that like the job is done completely. Yeah. Um, you know, he ends up he ends up pretty much like accepting death at the end because he looks like he's going to kill Logan the whole fight. Like it is pretty one sided. Yeah. And at the very end, he just gets his ass beat. <laughs> So it seems like at the end he's just like, yeah, fuck it, like you win. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But certainly for a while he's like, he never tries to shoot him or anything. He's always just like, please, we have to, you have to talk to me. Like we have to get to get to the bottom of this. That's true. I I feel like. So yeah, yeah. They have a fraternal. It seems like a fraternal relationship. I feel like we have. But that'd be the same, right? With it's like a, it's like American cops, right? Like the blue line shit. Yeah, it's just like that. Um, and I would say... It really cops anywhere. We've sort of covered the film in only an equal or less confusing way than the film portrays its own messages. <laughs> <laughs> like what it does, it gives you a bunch of different things and it says, you have fun. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like a lot of a lot of parts of the film I've only realised from this discussion more so than other episodes where it's just like, oh yeah, they were kind of saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's certainly a lot in this film. Like I I, I don't hate it because it's interesting. Like, I think it's interesting, but I think it does its job very ineffectively. Yeah, I think <laughs> one of the cheapest parts of yeah. it was when um they randomly just get naked and they're like, oh, before our clothes freeze to us. Like, and there's, it's just an excuse to like yeah, show yeah. Jessica fully naked for like a second. They're just like, like literally, because it's one of those scenes where, you know, like films have a certain license to on. kind of disregard like, but like normal physics and things like that. Sometimes they can, you know, they can stretch the, the probabilities of things for, in order to allow the story to continue. They can be like, oh, like, you know, this almost happened, but he saved the day by this crazy, like, freak of nature event. But then it's just like, but our clothes might freeze to us, so we'll just get naked and put these random yeah. <laughs> animal skins on. <laughs> I yeah, just thought yeah, that was really exactly cheap. Like, um, and then they end up putting their clothes back on straight away. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, really quickly. Uh, they, they, they go back and put them back on. Yeah. So like, I, I can't make sense of that really. Yeah, and Jessica, Jessica's clothing. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Jessica's clothing becomes more and more like upskirty all the time. Like it starts yeah. off with like um, kind of knee length yeah. almost, and at the end, it's like just like her ass is showing and all that sort of stuff. It was quite funny. I thought like. Yeah, almost, yeah. I mean, it's the same as like uh, you know, boxers yeah. frozen person thing. Like um, you just see tons of boobies, but no dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. like, there's blur over like the like the bottom half of gen- the genitalia, I guess, like of both like men and women. But like always boobs. So it was always like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Getting some good sci-fi boobs here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that could be argued for though, in that like you know, well, boobs and male male um pectorals like you know some people say like yeah why are we covering boobs kind of thing you know yeah yeah it's true but i guess yeah i mean there's always going to be a difference anyways in there like the the male nipple is a vestigial organ <laughs> true true true, 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 so, true like there's like a there there is a difference yeah mm-hmm. But I, I think that's true. I think, I think you, you should be able to freely show that stuff, of course. But like, given the nature of the film, it seems kind of sexualized. Yeah, ah, that's that that's the main point. It's it's this. Yeah, no. Given the nature and the like clear like uh, views of the director slash writer, it it is sexualized in that. It's the same as like Tarantino's um, abusive language in um, the Hateful Eight, where it's like, oh, we'll Hateful have Eight. a in Hateful Eight, where it's like, we've got an old-timey film with, like, some old-timey language. No, sorry, modern language, but then they'll just drop the N-bomb, like, as if it's old-timey mm. language for, like, added spice. To, yeah. Like, so, he, like, and, like, he did get called out a bit for it, which I think is valid to call him out because it's, like, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. I think I've even said this before on a different episode, but, like, um... Yeah, so it's it's like yeah, they're talking think, um... normally, like they don't talk as if it's the eighteen hundreds or whatever. But then they're still just like, yeah. you know, end bomb, end bomb, end bomb, like any opportunity as yeah, if, yeah, as if it were. Like, uh... So they kind of go both ways with it. Yeah, I, I sort of construed Hateful Eight as sort of like a Death of Stalin sort of film, where like everyone speaks English, but and like says really like regular things. But it's also like you know. Russia when the Soviet Union is sort of collapsing and everyone's being taken to the gulag for some reason, you know, like, but, um, but in the same way, way, I can totally see why people would have that sort of concern about this. Logan's run can be like, be like, oh yeah, male nipples, female nipples, like same thing. Right. But it's actually like, but upskirts and and like, and sex and like, (laughs) (laughs) we didn't talk about the orgy room either. You know how they walk through the, like the sex, the sex land. Yes. With the painting all over the body and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go <laughs> that's on. Where the, that's did, where the back did, door did it is. Like they were sort of captive as well. They're saying what? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed that Ben and Jessica seemed captive. Like they were sort of getting pulled away from each other by like these like writhing naked bodies. So yeah. And I like it looked like. I had no like, idea what was going on. I had expected like, Francis sure. to, to get seduced. He seemed the type, like, he, he actually. He, he, he was like, no, yeah, he was like pushing that. him off, but like you, you would expect that he might be like, oh, I can, I can hang for ten minutes, like, and then I'll continue the chase. Yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> I can have work and pleasure at the same time. Well, I, I remember seeing that on, in like when, uh, year ten English class when we, when I first watched the film, or year nine English class, and you know the teacher was like very, very Catholic, and she'd chosen this film 
And I was just like, what, like, why is this your choice? Not because it, it's not the most um, sacrilegious film, but it's not the least either. There's certainly, there's better G-rated sci-fi films you could have chosen for us to analyze. Like that's, and so I was just like, why did you choose this? And I remember this we were watching it in class. Oh, I just mean like, no, no, no. Like it's not G-rated. Yeah. And like normally in like Catholic, yeah. like the, you know, the old Catholic ladies who are English teachers would choose something quite G-rated to analyze. Maybe we'd like some sort of Christian message to it, um, which this didn't really have. Mm. And I remember us watching it and we were just like laughing our heads off at like the ridiculousness of the film, especially back then. Oh, it's bizarre. I mean, um, earlier on in the film, when Logan gets rebuffed by Jessica the first time the circuit, Francis comes in with two women like, kind of drunk, everyone's kind of lit, um, and the two women fall on Logan onto the couch, and he was like, oh, where are you going with my screamers? <laughs> like, and I thought, what the fuck? Like, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and Logan's just uh, like, oh, yeah, future well. talk is weird. <laughs> Logan just forgets the experience, like, two seconds before. He's just like, oh, well, like, we're doing this now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, yeah, they chose me, I guess. Like, too bad, so sad. <laughs> All right, well, I what don't know. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> I think we, we touched on everything that ever happened in this movie. Like, you know, it it <laughs> yeah, was fine. And <laughs> I'm kind of glad, like, it's out of the way um, because it, look, if, if one positive, it made me really excited to watch a good movie or even a, just something well yeah. made doesn't have to be good but um did you have any feelings towards what's next yeah i was thinking you know bring it up to like a little risky 2000 period so was i like, i um, was so was yeah, i remember that that what's by, it called uh, the island with um leonardo the island it's got um no i think it's got uh, what's oh, his name? Uh, I haven't you, seen you that. and McGregor. Action sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Cool. Um, and also Simone with El Pacino. These are two not the greatest films in the world, but they're both interesting. Like I think both of them definitely hold their own in, in terms of the ideas that they give out. Like uh, okay, Simone, um, two thousand and thirteen or two thousand and two? Sorry. Yeah, 2000. Um, good question. It's S1M0NE. Surely 2002. 2002. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that 2002 or 2000? Yeah, because I was going to say 2013. That seems way too late for something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, which one out of those two? Um, I reckon the island. Okay, cool. Michael Bay, director. He did Bad yeah, Boys right. and The Rock and, uh, and Transformers, Michael Bay. And Armageddon, <laughs> Bad Boys 2, Transformers, yeah, wow. and, uh, Independence Day, right? Nah, it's mm. not on here. Yeah, he did some terrible films. Uh, <laughs> really great good for the time. Sure. The Rock, man, <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Dang the, rock is, the Rock is something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that, that, I'm glad we're we're like... You know, it's our childhood time, the the two thousands. I was uh, 
well, 2005, oh, yeah. I was. Uh, it was a very 13. risky period as well. Yeah. Yeah, we were both 13. <laughs> <laughs> right, you are. Um, it was a risky time in film as well. Like, he kind of got away with some interesting things. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few. So, what do you, what do you think? What do you rate this? Um, you... I rate it bottom of it, easily bottom. Don't even have to give it a second thought. To, and it might, it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. hopefully, we don't find too. one below it. But, it, you know, we might be able to find something that's worse than it. And, and watch it as an episode. Oh, you never know. Certainly. I'm, I'm sure there'll be something worse. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, I get everything, the there, well. there's, I there's still a motivation behind each choice. So like when we are cherry picking in a way, and I didn't, I, I kind of was optimistic choosing this, like, you know, I had a vague memory and oh, if, maybe if I put myself into it, it might be immersive, but like, Nah. nah, it sucked, but like there was some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, there were some redeemable character uh, like aspects, but not enough to keep it from being garbage. Still, highlight for me was like the miniature, yeah, the miniature models and the synth sounds in the start, like the first five minutes. I was like, oh, this is so the cool, so immersive. Very cool. It does that like kind mm. of like that sprinkly like like that hell classic kind yeah. of computery sound, and it's just like we're in the future. <laughs> <laughs> i agree i think those two things were awesome I, I also think that the the general like mole was cool yeah like, i like this like it seemed like everybody just lived in a mall like, yeah, there was yeah, nothing yeah. Else besides the mall. it's like a food court yeah, and, which i thought yeah. yeah and then also like a brothel so you know you, it, there's not too much to do except just like bust nuts and eat and shit and all that like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like change your face completely that was the most bizarre like cosmetic surgeon surgery sort of like potentialities so oh yeah you just laser your face completely different and she's like brown hair brown hair and is there any reason for that and then she says it again later like she's trying to get her to remember jessica's trying to get her to remember and she's like yeah oh that's right and i said to have brown hair and it's what the fuck like hinting at something deeper but nothing came of it i mean the other thing about that is like when that woman dies there's a real big close-up of her after she's like been thrown from the explosion and she's covered in something cuts and blood for no reason like it was kind of like oh you remember her she's dead now (laughs) 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 Uh, fuck we've so yeah it's bad bad film lots of like lots of just random stuff yeah it's like we at the time we thought Westworld was kind of bad, but this was properly bad compared to Westworld. Westworld's Soylent, way better than this. Soylent Green, yeah. Okay, well. Oh yeah, I mean, like Westworld has sort of redeemed itself through the new series that came out. That's pretty good. So. Oh, is the new new one? No, I haven't looked the, at the, it. Is it good? Is it on Netflix? Yeah, the new new one's good. Yeah. I'm gonna. I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna suss one of the two. Netflix on Netflix or something. Yeah, cool. I'll look it's well that. worth watching. All right. But yeah, so the island is next. Yeah, and it, I was thinking after that, maybe like um, Mad Max, the newest Mad Max, because I haven't seen that oh, since it came okay, out. Yeah. And um, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's almost like I want to see more like that to get like, to push Logan's run out of my mind. I want to see like hi-fi <laughs> you know, well-made modern movies. Yeah. Like, and Mad Max is almost like the pinnacle of those, that and like Book of Eli and stuff where it's just like 
proper action, like yeah. guns Book and shit. Yeah, was crazy. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm keen. Book of Eli, it's real Hollywood, but it's still, you know, it's it stands. Okay, so that's cool. Oh, that's we good. got we can yeah yeah. Well, we don't have to book in Book of Eli, but we'll book in Mad Max and um the island. Yeah, yeah. I think those are two solid ones. We could do Book of Eli and Simone and all those sorts of things as well. You know, like, just stay in the future for a probably while. more than <laughs> exactly. And like they get worse, much worse. Like in terms of their like story, it's pretty garbage. But like the way it looks, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I kind of. I'm excited to just go for the this surface, the good-looking surface films, and um, <laughs> and not go to the deep. Like, I guess, like, like, I think that the but also, film... we did two weeks of Tarkovsky, and I, I think I'm still recovering from that. If I'm honest, yeah. I mean, the surface films, as bad as they might be, or like as you know, sort of uh, void entertainment. Um, still say lots of stuff. Like, they still say something about like the time and like what was happening and what people were concerned with and stuff. So, you know, yeah. they have signed there. Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I'll catch you All right, next G? week, bro. Have a good day. Yes. Yes. Actually, well, good night, I guess. But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. It's uh, 6.30 for me now. But yeah, um, I'll do. What's that? I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sweet man. Well, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, all good. Okay, yeah, I miss you. Miss you. Just See so you know. <laughs> Say hi to Eliza. Peace. I shall. Say See hi to son. Oh, will do. Peace. 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 Peace.